0: Good morning, good Pat, and uh, welcome back to the final hour of uh, Tip Today. It's time now for our health slot, and I'm glad to be joined in the studio, as usual, on a Thursday by uh, Muriel Cuddy, uh, CEO of Morito 8020 the clinic in Clonmel. Good morning to you, Muriel. Morning, Fran. Do you know, before we even start, I have a question for you from Rosemary, and she's wondering, Would I ask Muriel straight away, how many litres of water is recommended? Can you do that quickly well, for me it before Well,
1: completely we all on? depends on your size, of course, and it all depends on the activity level that you have every day, so <laughs> For women, we normally recommend about two litres. For men, you can go to two and a half, three litres. But of course, it depends, like, how busy you are, you know, what size your body is well, and everything. Be, you'd but you'd be two very litres. You're busy
0: in the bathroom, I'd imagine. It's three,
1: it's three litres. Wow. Eight glasses of water. But again, it depends. Gut related, with the piece I go back to all the, yeah. all the time, you shouldn't be busy in the bathroom because your body should be able to retain the two litres of water. Like, a certain oh. amount, yes, comes out, but that's the waste piece. But 70% of our body is water. So why aren't we retaining it? So oh. I deal with this every day in relation to the dehydration piece. People say I'm drinking two litres of water, Muriel, but they're still showing up as, as being dehydrated. So, like, if it's going in and coming straight back out again,
0: it's, it's another issue. Yeah, all and right.
1: the, like electrolyte okay. imbalance and all that kind right. of thing. For this girl, two litres.
0: Right, and uh, we better not get into no, that no, today no, because we've almost got to. Our piece, tell yeah. me about the reaction to last week because we spoke about um, irritable bowel syndrome. Yeah. Um, you got a huge reaction.
1: We got, listen, I, I think in the space of 12 hours, there was definitely, I'd say, 40 calls in less, probably six to eight hours, but I didn't have time to answer them and get back to them all in the, in the timescale. So many people rang. So many people said the education, the informative side of it resonated with them. Why, so they why did it
0: resonate so much?
1: I think we don't realise that there are these um, what would you say diseases or syndromes or whatever conditions out there or and conditions that, yeah. or whatever you'd like to call them that are affecting us you you kind of think if there's something wrong within the body and you go to the doctor you will get an answer and you're given a tablet or you go to a consultant and there's something there that can fix things so to speak in a lot of cases when you're talking about these things there aren't answers like simple answers in relation to how to fix things and you have to go through a programme and especially with something like irritable bowel syndrome like irritable bowel syndrome that the, the causes are unknown, like yes we might talk about stress and the gut brain um, connection or whatever, but the causes are unknown and, and the symptoms are symptoms and they can't be seen on any cameras. or.
0: And did I gather from you that some of the people were saying well thank God that somebody has described what I'm going through all Totally
1: and, and, and differentiated between the two because like irritable bowel, like inflammatory bowel disorder is a disease and it's a serious enough disease, whereas irritable bowel syndrome is not a disease and there's a big difference between the two. So people were worried and they, they'd say that they speak about it at home even like, have I got IBD? Have I got IBS? And the names are bandied about and thrown out there but they had no idea what IBD actually was and what IBS actually was and that even leads on like say the celiac piece that we're doing today. So I suppose the education Mm. piece and again, doesn't it go back to, I know we talk about school all the time but like wouldn't it be wonderful like if there was like something like a full-time nurse or whatever in school. So they go through college and even if it was like a student nurse that has just come out of college and they've done this piece Like that there was, it was part of SPHE or part of one of those things that people were educated on what can actually happen within the body. The different illnesses, the different inflammatory disorders, all the different bits like high blood sugars, Mm. the hydration piece, all of that. Because like the kids will come out with it and you'll have it for life once you understand.
0: And the interest in the conversation, did that come from the fact that people are experiencing Symptoms that you described, and now they're possibly able to put a oh, totally, totally. Like it was like
1: there's an so. answer. Like oh, there's okay. actually something is in. Like if it's a builder and the energy levels are gone completely by eleven o'clock in the morning, like and feel really miserable no matter what they eat. Like the three months to six months pregnant. Like you can imagine if you're driving a lorry or you're in a bit like a builder with like a porter cabin, or even if you're in an office and your toilet is next door to your office or whatever. If you have like chronic diarrhoea or something like that, or like this persistent abdominal 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 pain, etc. The embarrassment to that and the worry from the time you get into work in the morning, like, is awful. Like, where Mm. do you stop in a lorry? So, all of these kinds of things really bothered people. And when we're talking about it here on the radio, I suppose you kind of, you normalise it a little that people can actually pick up the phone, especially men, because women will talk about like everything under yeah, the sun yeah. because we've be no choice after having the babies and all that piece. But for men, it's kind of more of a taboo and, subject. And was it
0: largely men that made contact with largely it? Largely men. Isn't that very yeah, interesting?
1: Yeah. Will, will you sort of recap
0: for yeah. us just, just a little?
1: So just to go back to literally, and I wanted to do this today, right? So IBD is inflammatory bowel disorder. So it's a combination of Crohn's and ulcerative ultrat- colitis, okay? It's a serious gastro- gastro- gastrointestinal disease. And the cause is unknown, so we sometimes we think stress, etc. But we don't know. But this is a disease, okay? Mm. So it's inflammation or chronic swelling in the intestines, right? Um, the disease can be seen during diagnostic imaging, so you can actually see this disease when you when you go off and you get the the um, the telly thing, of colonoscopy, and all of that piece done. And you've increased risk of colon cancer with it, okay? With IBS, it's completely different. So IBS. is irritable bowel syndrome so it's a chronic syndrome made up of a group of symptoms so this one can not be tested this is a functional mm. um, uh, gastro disorder so it's completely different again uh, stress we don't know where it comes from it can be a disturbance between the gut and brain or whatever but still the same too which is like crazy really isn't it but we don't know where it starts right this one is a syndrome it doesn't cause inflammation so there is no hospital or there isn't any surgery there's no sign of the disease so no matter what tests you get done you can't see whether whether you have it. Disease or an illness or whatever, and there's no increased risk of colon cancer. Okay, so the two are different. One is the disease, and it can be seen on camera and hospitalisation, etc. The other one is um, uh, a syndrome. So there's a big difference between the two, but the signs then can be very similar. Okay, so like with your infam- inflammatory bowel disorder, abdominal pain, now diarrhoea in the blood, it wouldn't be the same with IBS. Diarrhoea in the blood is IBD because the, the patches and the rawness of of, of the gut, etc. Hey. Is there the urgency for a bowel movement? Movement, and that's there in both. Rectal bleeding, I suppose that's really just the disease The disease one, which mm. is the IBD. Mm. So the disease and IBD kind of go together. Weight loss, unexplained weight loss, fever, um, anemia, things like that. That's all IBD. So IBS then, which is the syndrome that can't be seen on the camera and doesn't require hospitalisation, etc. is different. So it's chronic, persistent abdominal pain. So you nearly have a pain in your stomach all the time. You're nearly bloated all the time. So you literally like stomach is distended even when you're asleep. Mm. Constipation um, alternates with diarrhoea. So And one can be as bad as the other, like uh, the chronic pain and constipation. Mucus in the stool rather than blood in the stool. Gassiness is a big one with this. Okay, so that's, and we've spoken about that a lot. And the, the, even one of the ladies I spoke about, the gassiness in her world is gone remember the one I was saying was doing the, da- the dance or whatever? Yes. Yeah, because we've, we've we've changed all this piece, right? The urge to go to the loo and nauseousness is a lot of nauseousness with IBS and they're just the very simple ones. Like I've just given kind of an overview but like the list can go on, the list can be endless like the chronic tiredness, I think that's one of the biggest ones but the chronic tiredness can come from maldigestion or malabsorption. So I find that like, that that's a huge area, as in, you can be eating a lot of decent enough food and think you're doing okay, but the malabsorption issues are there, but your body isn't actually able to use the nutrients.
0: And with the IBS, that's the non-disease yes. one, isn't it? Yes. Okay, yes. Are there common denominators between those who are coming to you? I mean, are there weight issues? Are there exercise issues?
1: There's, there's huge issues. And, you know, it's funny, with, with men, I'm actually seeing a lot of men are very slim. You know, a lot of men don't have the weight issues, they don't have any of that, but they're, they're in a state as in the body is breaking down. Uh, they don't know what's wrong. The body is breaking down to such an extent. The muscle pain. I actually watched a man walk out of the clinic yesterday and I didn't realise how bad the muscle pain was until I actually saw him get up and move. So when he was sitting, the energy levels were there. And that frightened me a little, but his body has broken down to that extent. The tiredness, chronic tiredness with him at 10 or 11 o'clock in the morning, like getting in and out of the tractor, things like that. So, like, his body is breaking down in that way. And he even said to me, like, it's coming out in certain areas. His knee, I think his foot, and you can even see it in his hands and the skin. So, like, skin is another area that you can see.
0: And not to invade privacy, but what yep. age is um, that? And just roughly. Early you know, 60s. I mean, early 60s. But felt,
1: felt feels like about 85. You know, and that piece has to change, like, that he feels 60 or younger. Like, you should feel, if you can at all, five or six years younger than your age, or even on age. But mm. you should feel, like, that you're well and healthy at the age you're at. And, like, if it's something like this, this frightens me, as in, how many people out there are suffering with something that can be that can be solved? You know, that we can actually work on, and you can bring somebody back to within, like, really good level of health.
0: Largely by changing diet.
1: Largely by changing diet and lifestyle the two go together nice. yeah okay. and when you're talking to people about this like sometimes you, you say you have to take out things would we'll say dairy just like throwing out dairy or whatever there and people will look at you and I can see especially men their faces drop mm. straight away and mm. it's like I've like tea in my like milk my tea butter in my bread mm. milk my cereal uh, cheese whatever like apple tart and cream whatever it is like you're talking about white sauce mm. like gravies all of that kind of thing but um, yeah it, it, the minute they start and I will say to them um you're here for a reason. That's one of the things, anyway. You feel so miserable. Your body is on shutdown, you know. Just give it two weeks. Just give me two weeks. Most people give me two weeks. And when they give me two weeks, they come back. They can't explain it. That was said to me yesterday. Arms crossed with one of the men. He was like, I can't explain it. You know what I'm talking about, but I can't explain it. He must have said it about 15 times. And he said, I feel a little bit better. And he said, even my son said to me, if he's listening, he'll let smile now because he knows what I'm talking about. He said, even my son said to me, Jesus, there's a pep coming back in your step. That's the simple thing. Like that's.
0: And is it a case that you take certain things out of the diet, and it's trial and error?
1: Yeah, it way. is really. But for me, when somebody will actually tell me what they're having, what, what's it within their world, I have a good idea fairly fast of, of the, the, the triggers if that makes sense. Um, and you, most of the time, like sugar, preservatives, chemicals, like your dairy, things like that, like the bigger ones, they'll always go first. Then you have to go down in and delve a little deeper uh, if you're not getting to the root of it. But those bigger ones, we didn't have them years ago. Like we didn't have preservatives or chemicals or the level of ultra-processed sugar and rubbish that we have now. And that's breaking down the body, you know. And like a lot of these people, they don't even have a huge amount of this. But because yeah. the gut is already in a negative state shall we say these things exacerbate it
0: but what about the fact that we always had milk and eggs and butter
1: yeah but you see the source of them was different so like your eggs a lot of the time were your hens out the back or you bought them like at a farmer's market or they came and said remember Mulcahy's eggs heading out our road or whatever like we're in all the local local whatever so like we knew what the hens were being fed so they were being fed exactly what they should have been Not like the grains that they're getting nowadays that are no good within the body. The same with our milk. Like you've no idea what's in the milk anymore. And like everything now is so intensively farmed, we have no idea what we're getting. When I was being reared, we used to have the milk out of the bowl tank outside. So like that was brought in and that was your milk for the day or you drank it yourself with a cup. So we knew exactly what was in it. So now we don't know what's in our foodstuffs and our body's breaking down because of it. We're not able for it.
0: Interesting. All right, then, Celiac, because uh, people were cross with okay. you. You said you'd uh, deal with this last week and we just ran out of time. Um so Would you just explain? I will, t- and
1: this t- is this again is an education piece. So I'm going to go through the education steps of it. Okay, so celiac disease is a condition where your immune system attacks your own tissues when you eat gluten. Okay, it damages your gut, which is your small intestine, so your body cannot take in nutrients. So I'm going to say that again. Celiac disease is a condition where your own immune system attacks your own tissues when you eat gluten. So, it damages within the gut. It damages the small intestine. So, your body can't take in nutrients properly. So, mal, mal, malabsorption, maldigestion issues. So, it can only be, I suppose, really diagnosed with a blood test, okay? So, if you have the, um, the IgA, you know the antibodies when the doctor tests your blood he'll send you off then to get your endoscopy or whatever done and if that comes back then that you are intolerant to gluten you have celiac disease okay so gluten is the piece really I suppose that's the common denominator so what's gluten okay so gluten is a protein naturally found in certain cereals and grains it has no essential nutrients okay but uh, you can't eat foods that have gluten if you have celiac disease So what are the signs of it? So extreme fatigue, okay, so like iron deficiency. Um, You're deficient in B12 and folate, so again, the iron deficiency, the the anemia piece is there. Unexpected weight loss, an itchy rash, infertility can even be a part of it, okay? And the symptoms that kind of go with it, so I suppose the biggest piece, the malabsorption and the um, maldigestion piece, the diarrhoea kind of causes that. So 45 to 85% of people that have celiac disease will have diarrhoea-like all the time a lot of the time yeah and there was a man on here a couple of weeks ago and he stated in my head he was talking about his wife and he was talking about gluten and gluten Mm. foods and we were Mm. doing the vegan piece or whatever and and what an illness it it is Mm. and like he's right he's living with it so like this is a serious disease right it can cause fatigue it can cause weight loss the bloating and gas is there the abdominal pain is there the nauseousness and vomiting is there the uh, constipation all of that the lactose intolerance that's one of the ones I'm finding a lot Fran right and people don't realise this so people with celiac disease remove gluten from their diet but they keep dairy in their diet. If your gut has broken down because you have celiac disease and it, that, like celiac disease can be there for years and you mightn't be diagnosed. You could be diagnosed at later life because your body mm. just gets to a stage that says I'm not tolerating gluten anymore and then you're diagnosed with it. But you don't realise at that stage your gut is in such a state that the small intestine can't handle the lactose um, enzyme. So there's, so there's no lactose enzyme to break down lactose within the body, right? So you're intolerant to dairy as well at this stage. So you have to remove dairy. So if you're feeling really unwell and you've gluten gone but your dairy is still in there you need to take the dairy out as well and you need to get that gut back to where it needs to be that's that's a big one for me because I'm finding that a lot of it's people. It's a
0: very limited
1: diet then isn't it? It's a very limited diet yeah and like even when you're talking about things people will ring and they'll say to me you know um, um, what can I have saving in relation to like alcohol and things like that like but you're, you're removing everything like that has like any kind of a grain in it so like you're taking out like bread, cereal, pasta, like Cakes, pizzas, sweets, biscuits, um, communion wafer, like even to go, go up to communion. Like that's, you know, I can't. yeah, like and then your, your drinks are like beer ale, porter stout, things like that. Now, people would say, you know, can I have vodka? Can I have, you know, And like some of these like grain based or whatever? They are so distilled, you're OK with the clear. The cures. So like your vodkas and gins and things like that will be okay within the body but it's a serious illness. It's it's another immune system disorder yeah. that attacks
0: And somebody yourself. was telling me I'm not sure if it was you or somebody else that okay you go into a restaurant and you, you decide on the gluten free options on, on the menu. But if there's even a product in in contact with another product, you'll be that sick. Is, no, no, you'll be sick. Yeah,
1: yeah, you will. And like, you'll end up going home. Like, it can ruin so many nights out and days out and whatever if you can't get it right. Now, I think restaurants are getting much better in relation to all of this. If you say you have an intolerance issue, you know, if you say, like, you're allergic to something or whatever, they have to worry, you know. And that's one of the big ones. Um, people asked me this during the week. Uh, they went to ring in and um, to book in and they would have said to the girls, you know, um, I have an allergy I'm allergic to this or I'm allergic to that or whatever and I said to him can you go back and clarify is it an allergy or is it an intolerance issue the two are completely different and we kind of bandy the two words about again mm. because we don't know so if you're allergic to something that's serious and you have that allergic or you have an allergic reaction say to nuts or whatever you normally you have that for life like an allergic reaction will be there and like that breaks the body down and you're in serious trouble. Mm. The intolerance issues are completely different. They're not there for life. So I say to people all the time, if you're intolerant to something, once we take out everything and we heal, so we have to heal. And once you do the healing, it's literally like your gosh is an open wound. So like an open wound, on like a scar on your hand, that wound is open. And while you stay putting in the, the inflammatory things, the wound will stay open, it's like putting salt. It'll never scab over, so to speak, and the skin will never grow on it. You've got to close that wound. So when you close the wound, then you have a good chance that your gut is healed and a lot of the things you've taken out, you know, are good to come back in again. Now, with celiac disease, because that's what we're talking about today, you will never be able to eat gluten because that's going to affect you.
0: Like Ever. So it can't be reintroduced. No, no, you uh, can't.
1: No, no, no. Point. With Gluten, gluten is gone. But well, there
0: yeah. are similarities between IBS and But and like it's all the CGI. same, like
1: everything I've, I've, I've yeah. mentioned, like you're talking about like the stomach pain and the swelling in the stomach and the diarrhoea and the constipation and so you really have to go to yeah. an expert and you have to sit down with somebody and you have to get that diagnosis if you can at all. Do
0: you get a bit annoyed that uh, a lot of the time it's accepted as the norm because they're pushing all these products to stop bloating to, to stop indigestion and all of that. As if it's norm that you should normal that you should feel like this, but if you take our pill you'll feel grand.
1: Um it drives me insane, but it's no different, I think, really, in like say the high cholesterol, high blood pressure. Anyway the body's breaking down, there's a tablet there. Like to manage it for a certain length of time mm. that's what it does it manages and, and it and
0: that's necessary at times,
1: well like of course like the people yes. are coming in on statins and blood pressure that's absolutely yeah 100% but it's not the norm and it shouldn't be that you need to stay increasing the dose of different things you know and like yes the nexiums and all of them I hate them with a passion because they literally just mask what's going on underneath so yes. the fire is still there the fire is still breaking down the body but this is just masking it so yes it'll stop the acid reflux coming up you won't feel it uh, you won't feel as miserable you get into bed you'll go to sleep for a couple of hours, but the fire is still light.
0: Right, you're not dealing with the core issue. You have yeah. to
1: get to the core issue of this. If the body's breaking yeah. down, the body's breaking down. That's
0: One of our listeners says, Fran, I'm very sorry, but listening to yourself and uh, Muriel there, I can't help but think of taco fries. <laughs> I love taco fries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah poor Jenny is out there and Jenny has concerns because her dad had colon cancer and she's wondering does that mean that she'll get it now obviously that's a medical uh, mm. issue but it, I feel so sorry for her no, now Jenny she's you concerned. don't need to
1: worry because you see it's funny like as in cart is in my family like everybody has something, so mm. like we're genetically disposed regardless. But if you know something is there, then you have to make a conscious effort to make sure that you're as well as you can be. Right. So if Jenny has any of the symptoms that I'm after describing here, she needs to go and like go to an expert and sit down and yes. see what she needs to do to make sure she keeps well, herself she as well. if she doesn't,
0: should she look to a health regime around the colon in some way? I mean, well, like
1: that? once she keeps her small intestine, once she keeps her gut well, the yeah. body becomes well. So you don't need to worry about these things. Like, like. The genetic side, we can't beat our genes. Like that's literally like if you're going to get something because of the genetic side, there's not a lot you can do about it, but you can be as well and healthy as you you can be. And I often think the more well we are, the more we push this out. So instead of say getting colon cancer at 60, if it's there and you're genetically disposed and like if you're eating all wrong, yes, you can have it earlier. You could maybe push that out to 85 or 90. You know, so like you can push things way out if the body's well. There you well.
0: go. Uh, you sent me the most bossy uh, voice piece during the week, telling me that I had to begin documenting what what I eat. And foolishly, of course, I went along with you and and uh, it is kind of interesting when you write down everything you eat, isn't it?
1: Well, I just think it makes you accountable. Like when you see it and it's written down and you know you have to give it to somebody, um, mm. once you're honest with it, it's, it's you well, know...
0: Well, but funnily enough, you see, I'm not sure whether I was being careful because I knew that you were going to talk to me about it or whether it was genuinely documenting what I have. You I know, know
1: because that's, that's a question, you see. It's a piece I'm going to do later on in social media, right? Because I'm seeing whatever, eight or ten people a day at the minute, Fran, right? Um, Weight loss, all the issues we've spoken about here are one side. And then weight loss and people carrying weight and doing all that is another side. I'm seeing the emotional breakdown in people. And by the time I finish in the evening time, I am so knackered, I can't talk to anyone. So people are very, very upset on a lot of different sides of their health. And how they look and how they feel and all of that. So I just think the penny has to drop somewhere that somebody, when somebody's writing it down, they see themselves of what they're doing and they know exactly where they're going wrong. But I think it's not until the body breaks down or something happens within your world that you feel, I can't do this anymore. I literally can't get through another day doing what I'm doing so I have to make changes. You know, and I know tablets aren't going to help and I know whatever so I have to make changes. So I think that's the piece really and like I was talking about this and I'm going to do it again this evening. There are so many different interventions. Once you start writing somebody down and I can get a feel for somebody so when I get a week of your food like I know we laugh and we talk about the Red Bull and talk Mm. about that but Mm. there's a lot of good stuff as well. You know, Mm. so when I get a feel for it I'll, I'll get a feel for who you are and what's actually happening within the body. And the different interventions are there then. For some people, like, if you want to get well and healthy, if you want to lose a few pounds in weight or whatever, like, some people, calories in versus calories out doesn't work. For some people, like, a low-carb diet doesn't work. Like, there's so many different things. Some people might need medical intervention, you know, and that's what I'm finding every day. So when I make somebody be accountable and they write it down... it's gone into their head and they're thinking about themselves and they're thinking about their lifestyle and they're thinking about what they're doing. And they're thinking about, yeah, where does the penny drop or when does it drop? And they're thinking about where do I want to be in the next few years? And then I can help with the other piece because I can simplify it.
0: Okay. And so would you advise people out there, just document it. I mean, you might want to keep it private to yourself. Oh, totally.
1: The minute you start writing it down and you get like an idea of exactly what's going in. And like, if you are really, one girl came in this week and she sat in the bed and she cried for 15 minutes, right? so miserable. So miserable with how she looked, how she felt, all of it. Her world was just going backwards as far as she was concerned. Like by the time she left, she felt that there was hope. She had written everything down and I was able to pinpoint the different bits and pieces for her friend that, do you see this? Do you see this? Do you see this? And she started getting it. And like, that's not even me being an expert. It was even just, it was simplified. She couldn't see because she was so miserable. So she couldn't see what she had. So listen, don't let you get yourself into that state. If you are, reach out for help, but don't let yourself. Write it down now and just start looking from today. What am I having for my dinner? What am I having for my tea? How many times do I snack during the day? How many times are the snacks unhealthy or healthy? How much water do I get in? How much tea and coffee do I drink? All of that kind of thing and see where the pattern's going.
0: Okay, and you might even change your mind because I went for a sandwich yesterday afternoon to the lovely French Quarter in uh, Tipperary Town and I ordered a sandwich which was healthy, which was, was a chicken sandwich with nothing on it, just chicken and bread and then I, ha- I saw the most gorgeous lemon meringue pie I mean it was just talking to me it was so beautiful but because I had to sort of present my document to, to you then I said no I had a tiny little snack instead so it does make you think and practice.
1: you know when you walked out now be honest with me now right without mm. being funny right mm. did you feel better within an hour of not having the lemon meringue pie no ah Jesus <laughs>
0: No, but I knew that I'd well, sort of get more brownie, sugar brownie points from you like if way, I didn't have the lemon meringue pie. The way the sugars
1: pie. rise and then drop. Because if you'd had the lemon meringue pie, you would have wanted something again within half an hour. Do you think? Well, that's the way it works. like Probably like,
0: more lemon meringue pie. I would, <laughs> But anyway, I didn't have it. And I had a little tiny miserable looking snack. But so it
1: takes 21 days to form a habit. 21 days. So that's literally. And like, I love chocolate brownies. I love sticky toffee pudding. Like, I love all of those things. We were in the garden centre the other day. You know, I love the garden centre. Um, That was Monday and I had eaten all wrong over the weekend and I felt miserable because I'd eaten all wrong over the weekend. Uh, Charlotte's with me. She can eat anything she wants. Some people can, Mm, right? I know.
0: I hate them, don't
1: you? Oh, Lord. And when you're working and God knows whatever. So she had her lovely big breakfast and what did she oh, they do the most gorgeous. It was lemon meringue pie, actually, oh, as you're talking so about it. Beautiful. But she had both. I literally had my turkey <laughs> and salad and I wanted my chocolate brownie, but I knew if I started that again on Monday morning, I was and done for the day. So sometimes we just have to say.
0: If people want to uh, yeah. talk to you, how can they do that? Miriam?
1: Call us, please, on 052 one or it's www.marito8020.com.
0: All right, great to see you. Thanks very much indeed, Meryl. If it matters to you, it matters to us. Call TIP today on 1-800-938-007.